Hi, my name is Sarah Hayes. I'm an employment solicitor at Paris Smith. Today we're going to be talking about dress codes. In particular, we're going to be looking at whether your employer could require you to wear heels in the workplace. For employers, we're also going to be talking through the current guidance that's available and how you should be navigating these issues within the workplace. So, why are we looking at this topic today? Well, you may have seen some recent media coverage surrounding dress code requirements for women in Japan. A large social media campaign has been looking at this topic, which you may have seen in press coverage. The controversial requirement has been defended by Japan's Health and Labour Minister as both necessary and appropriate. In response to that, a movement called KUTO, hashtag K-U-T-O-O, has been trending across social media. This literally translates to SHU, which means KUTSU, and PAIN, Kutsu. A Japanese actress has raised awareness of this by commenting that she had to change her career path due to the difficulties that she had in standing in high heels for eight hours at work. In light of this story, we're going to be considering whether, as an employee, your employer can reasonably require you to wear high heels in your workplace. And as discussed, we will be looking at the current guidance for UK employers. You may recall some media attention in the UK which surrounded dress code requirements when an agency worker called Nicola Thorpe arrived to work as a receptionist in London in December 2015. Nicola was wearing flat shoes and she was sent home without pay by her agency for failing to comply with their dress code. This required her to wear shoes with heels of between two to four inches. You may remember that this story received widespread media coverage and Mrs Thorpe launched an online petition which gained over 150,000 signatures to try and make it illegal to require women to wear high heels in the workplace. In light of this, the government acknowledged that the Equality Act 2010 was not yet fully effective in addressing this issue and it highlighted some considerable uncertainties as to whether specific requirements, i.e. the requirement to wear heels or makeup, for instance, in your place of work, was legal or not. Interestingly, the UK government rejected any recommendations that would require legislative change. They placed emphasis on the existing laws that we have in place as being sufficient to protect women who are subjected to discriminatory dress codes. However, alongside this, in May 2018, the Government Equalities Office published some new guidance on dress codes for employers, employees and job applicants. So let's have a look at this guidance and see how this can be applied in practice. The guidance acknowledges that dress codes can be a legitimate part of an employee's terms and conditions of service, but it also confirms that any less favourable treatment because of sex could amount to direct discrimination. The guidance is clear that a dress code that makes significantly more demands of female employees than of their male colleagues will be unlawful direct sex discrimination. In effect, it notes that while dress codes for men and women do not have to be identical, the standards that you impose as an employer should be equivalent. So what does this mean for employers? Well, if we have a look at the guidance, there are some certain recommendations which are useful to consider before you introduce or revise your dress code policy. In particular, you need to look at the reason behind enforcing a dress code policy. Why is it that you want to introduce this and what are the business reasons that you have to set this out? You should also consult with employees, staff organisations and trade unions if applicable to try and ensure that the policy is acceptable to both the employer and also to your staff. This should try to ensure that minimal disruption is caused. You can also take a look at the health and safety implications of any requirement. If, for instance, the reason that you require your employees to wear certain shoes is because of safety purposes, then this is different to saying that you purely require it for an aesthetic reason. You should also consider whether the requirement could make your staff more vulnerable to accidents or physical injury and really consider the impact of this. 
The guidance recommends that you avoid any gender-specific requirements, for instance, a requirement that women should wear high heels. It specifically warns that any requirements of wear makeup, skirts, have manicured nails, specific hairstyles, is likely to be unlawful, assuming that there is no direct equivalent requirement for men. You should also avoid introducing a code which could lead to harassment by colleagues or customers. Any requirements for women to dress in a provocative manner are likely to be unlawful on these grounds. Finally, you should avoid prohibiting religious symbols that do not interfere with an employee's work. In addition, the guidance also notes that it may be a reasonable adjustment to not require disabled employees to comply with the dress code. Transgender employees should be allowed to follow the organisation's dress code in a way that they feel matches their gender identity. So where does this leave us? In short, the answer is any requirement to wear heels, makeup, skirts, or for your employees to have perfectly pristine nails is likely to be unlawful, and the guidance helped to clarify this. However, as with many areas of employment law, it's not clear-cut, and the use of the word likely demonstrates that this is not a clear area. We would therefore recommend that all employers take legal advice before proceeding to introduce or revise their dress code policy. Thank you very much for listening today and I hope that this has answered some questions you might have around dress codes. If you'd like any more information about this, Parasmith regularly holds training sessions on all sorts of employment law issues. A list of the upcoming events is available on our website. If you have any concerns or questions, my name is Sarah Hayes, I'm a solicitor in the employment department and all of my details can be found on the Parasmith website under the employment section. 